still is like yeah. <laughs> I man I had a, uh, uh, a student about a month ago she purchased a gun and she said well you know I didn't have I didn't know how to shoot it I'm like okay all right you know hey two years later hey better late than never and so I said well you know what let me show you how to break the gun down and field strip uh, field strip it and clean it Man, when I looked in that gun, it had so much lint and dust in there. It looked like how some how it looks underneath your bed if you hadn't um, uh, oh, wow. swept underneath your bed. <laughs> in a and I'm looking, and I'm like, you see, and I let her know. I said, you see this right here? This is what can cost you your life. And lo and behold, guess what? We were getting failure to feeds. Now, I cleaned the gun thoroughly. Um, and we were still getting the figure to feed, and I and I told her, I said, hey, look, you got a Smith & Wesson. All Smith & Wessons have a lifetime guarantee on it, warranty on it. Uh, call them in the morning, um, have them, uh, um, let them know what's going on, and tell them that you need to get this repaired. Um, and they're gonna, they're not gonna charge you for it. And, you know, she went ahead and did it, and, you know, thank God she went ahead and got a cleaning kit and she remembered how, and I let anybody know, I'm like, hey, I don't care what kind of gun you got. There's a there's a video of it on YouTube. Also, normally there's a video showing you how to break the gun down and how to clean it. You know, but use now, YouTube. Yeah, exactly. YouTube's gotten so strict lately. I mean, you gotta, yeah. go, you gotta look outside YouTube and go to like, a, a, what is it, like gun, gun tuber or just, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's sad, but yeah, you're right though. You're right. You can find a video, and especially as far as stripping down your certain firearms and everything, because you gotta take care of it. I agree. Exactly. 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 So you know, and now by me being prior military, that's that's a number one thing for me is hey, cleaning the doggone gun, you know, a rifle. You know, I'm like, hey, you gotta make sure that this thing is clean, you know, because when you need it. You don't want to have to sit there and be like, man, I sure wish I would have cleaned that gun. No, you know, that's, I was uh, looking at, uh, <laughs> it was it was amazing. Um, last year, they were having the riots in, um, in Atlanta and they were breaking into the CNN building. Yeah, and I, remember that. I, took, I took the advantage at that point to say, hey, you know what? I need to start practicing what I preach. Let me go ahead while I'm sitting here doing nothing in the house because I was uh, quarantining, uh, trying to not get COVID. And I'm like, you know what? Let me go ahead and clean and, and oil and, you know, all my rifles and, and, and pistols. I went ahead and did that. And it took me the better part of maybe about four hours to do it. But I went ahead and did it and I had to make sure that you know, my magazines were topped off and all that good stuff, you know, because, you know, you never want, unfortunately, we wait until something is happening right. before we're prepared. Um, my uh, my barber, um, he had to come to me last year and say, man, I apologize. All these years, you kept telling us to go ahead and arm ourselves to make sure that we had enough uh, ammunition out there uh, you know, to make sure that we're our family and ourselves uh, are safe. You know, that was something that came back, and they were like, "Man, now we see what you were talking about." So now, when I go get my haircut now, 
you know, I'm the main guy in there that everybody's normally asking questions. Oh, and to add to that, all of the barbers in my barbershop, they came, uh, at, matter of fact, I took my, um, uh, all my supplies and information for when I do my classes, uh, my projector screen, computer, laptop, all of that. I took it to the barbershop. When they closed one night, all of the barbers in my barbershop got their concealed weapon certification. And as of today, all of them have their license and they are armed when they're in the shop cutting. Wow. You know, that's and, that's good. That... Yeah. I mean, and I, and, I, and I let them know, I'm like, you guys deal in the, um, the industry where you kept, you know, most of your money that you get is cash. Mm -hmm. And at that point, keep in mind, you had all of these companies, businesses that were closing. People were becoming desperate. And even now, we're, we're what, the 23rd of um, October. So we know that, guess what? We got the holidays coming up. Oh, God, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, I mean, the holidays are coming up. I mean, you're going to have people that are going to begin. Crime is going to uh, increase. I mean, why be a victim when you don't have to be? Right, and the other thing that's going to attribute to that is the fact that the police budget cuts and the yeah. the the bringing in of brand new police officers, so you don't yep. have the, the officers that might be familiar with the community. I mean, I guess on the plus side, that means you get rid of the bad ones too, but nonetheless, you know, your police force isn't the same anymore. So mm -hmm. ultimately, you are going to have to police yourself, especially seeing how in Atlanta, uh, you've got... I think there's been a, a large increase of crime and there's still the whole sliding thing going on when people slide into your vehicle, take your purse, your wallet, whatever you got sitting in the seat. You can yep. guarantee that's going to happen with the, the gifts and everything that you have in your car, if not the whole entire car. So there you, you are going to have to be your first and possibly last line of defense because by the time the police show up, the main job they will do is make a report. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. They're doing their job, but nonetheless, they had to make a report about what happened so they can follow up on it in order to put the leads together to catch the criminal. And me, I definitely don't want to be a report that's going to help catch the criminal. If anything, I'm trying to stop the criminal. You know, I, I don't want to be commando or anything, but if I have to try and protect my life or the life of the people that are with me at, at the moment, something's got to give, and it's not going to be me. Exactly. I mean, at least having a firearm gives you a fight chance of survival. Whereas um, not having one, um, you have little to no chance. You know, you're you're basically at the at the mercy of the person that is committing the crime towards you. Right. If they even have any mercy, because exactly. nowadays you you can't even have a, a old school gentleman's fight anymore without somebody pulling out a gun. Oh no! Exactly, exactly. You know, so yeah, times definitely change, and nothing is really the same anymore. Times have changed. That's that's those man. Those are three words, man. That a lot of people, you know, they don't realize. And you know, I've had clients to come to me that you know they say, "Well, I want a gun uh, because." Um, somebody stopped me for road rage and everything. I'm like, look, I said, first and foremost, uh, if somebody's doing road rage uh, out there, they're probably willing to go. You never know how, what kind of day that person has had. 
you never know that that person may be out to just hey in their life and your life you know so yeah right even with me um i could think back i mean hell I, i'm not gonna be a, a monday morning quarterback uh i can remember when i was in my 20s i was a hothead i'm i thank god that i got through that without you know uh either one getting killed or you know or getting put in jail for some reason because of the fact that um nowadays people hey if, if you get out your car or something hey you know what that person may be coming to shoot you you may or you may have to shoot them i mean mm -hmm. i don't know i don't want to have to shoot anybody you know ever i just want to be able to protect myself if i ever had to but i don't look forward to it no and it's good that you brought that up because um, I think that's one of the disconnects that happens between black society and gun ownership. You know, it's, it doesn't matter if you're putting out that negative YouTube image of, you know, I'm gangster, or you're just trying to quote unquote live the life. You know, the minute that I hear somebody talk about firearms and they followed up with something like exactly what you said, you know, I plan on shooting somebody, you know, which you, you said, I don't plan on shooting anybody. I've got the same mentality. So obviously you're practicing a, it's a forever evolving practice of uh, de-escalation. Yeah, which is exactly Right, and that's, that's one of the main things that needs to be brought into the education of our people because just to have a gun in case somebody crosses you or does something that you don't like, it, it doesn't make any sense. And you might as well just go ahead and turn yourself into the jail right away because that's where you're going. Exactly. Um, and it reminds me, uh, I think she's she might still be one of my listeners, but she's one of the first people I told about um, the whole podcast. Uh, I asked her if she had any firearm insurance, and I asked mm -hmm. another one of my coworkers if they had firearm insurance because she was thinking about carrying. Um, mm -hmm. She actually wanted to open carry, which I got my feelings about that. You know, I think there's a time and a place and a season, but nonetheless, mm -hmm. if if that's what they want to do, cool. Mm -hmm. But there's so many points of disconnect with this whole mentality to the point where there's no further understanding and I really really would like to see that change especially with firearm insurance because if you do have to unfortunately discharge your firearm at somebody or into somebody you're not going to just say well my job is done and go back home no you are going to you probably could be going to jail if not going to jail and you are going to face a trial, which means right. that you will need legal representation, somebody to stand up and tell your side of the story. And the other thing is you do not tell your side of the story until you have legal representation because you're, you're literally working against somebody who has your best interests in mind. So, exactly. so yeah, so many different disconnects that are out there that need to be connected. Uh, what do you think are, are some of the other disconnects that uh, are out there between black society and gun ownership? Well, also I wanna go ahead and add to the fact that uh, even during my classes, um, last, uh, oh, I would say last May uh, of 2020, I went and got firearms insurance uh, because of the fact that I had to think, I'm like, I don't wanna pay what? 11 12 a month i'm like 
man, I go spend that on a burger and fries. You know, why not have that investment uh, to where I'm able to go ahead and have this and I can have an attorney ready for me if I ever needed one, you know, because I, I guarantee you, and I tell all my, my, I don't, I tell them I'm not an attorney, but I'm going to give you some common sense knowledge information. Hey, the police are not uh, trying to uh, protect you when they ask, ask you these questions. They're trying to get information out of you. And I'm like, hey, look, you should never talk to the police unless you have an attorney present with you. Okay, right. especially after you've been through a, a, a traumatic experience as a shooting, you know. I mean, you and and I also I let them know that hey, you know what? When you're talking to nine one one and you're talking to that operator, hey, you know what? That is being recorded and mm-hmm. can be used against you in the court of law. You know, just like the body cams too. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you up there running your mouth, but guess what? They steady taping, you know. And you ain't, if you don't have anything that's going to be in your favor, now they're going to present this to uh, a witness, I mean, to a jury. And guess what? That jury is going to be looking at the same thing that everybody else is going to look at. And you're going to be in that season. Damn, I, I didn't know I was doing that, you know? So, you know, that I, I, I try to give them common sense information as well. You know, but I do let them know that, hey, I'm not an attorney. I'm not trying to give you legal advice or anything like that. I'm just giving you common sense knowledge and I'm telling you the truth, you know. But um, I'm sorry, but what was your question again, though? No, I mean, that, that's all, that's definitely good information, uh, especially seeing as how you let them know you're not an attorney, but still, you let them know what the exact thing they need to utilize is. So that's always good. I usually try to do the same thing as well whenever I'm talking with other people. Uh, regarding firearms but the the question was uh what do you see as a disconnect with black society and gun ownership well i'm you know i'm glad um you got that question in because the disconnect actually happened uh, a couple of generations ago think about think about this i went to college in uh, montgomery alabama uh at alabama state uh so the one thing that montgomery alabama has in black history is the Montgomery bus boycott. Also, Rosa Parks. Also, Martin Luther King and Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. All right, so when you, if you think about it, uh, I know people that knew Rosa Parks and her family personally, okay? And they would always tell me that, hey, you know what? Uh, And then you can think about this even with your own family. My grandparents, had guns, mm-hmm. okay? Whether it be a rifle, a shotgun, a uh, 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 Saturday night special, they had guns. Their parents had guns. Where I think the disconnect came in is my parents did not own guns, okay? And they were, I would, I guess they were in that generation where well, I'm not going to say that, I guess. I know that they were in that generation where they were trying to get their civil rights. They weren't really caring about the Second Amendment at that point. They were trying to get the right to vote, the, the right for, you know, black people to be uh, equal on an equal playing field as whites. So they didn't, th- they didn't have it. They didn't um, uh, 
really care that much about the Second Amendment. My generation didn't, but I owed it to our race to start my daughter, okay, with familiarity with um, the Second Amendment, uh, gun ownership. And I'm thinking that it's coming back around again. And I, I'm hoping hoping that it is because of the fact that there were two generations I can I know for a fact, you know, in some cases, some families, maybe three generations to where nobody had a, a firearm or they were afraid to own a firearm. And I damn sure know that there wasn't no training back then. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. You know, the main thing is that, you know, now I want to start something new with my family. Uh, And I started off with my daughter and myself with saying, hey, I'm a Second Amendment advocate. My daughter is a Second Amendment advocate. I hope that at some point when she has children, that she would teach the same thing to her children, you know, and so forth and so on. So, you know, a lot of things... um, get lost if it's not taught to us so you know i did my family and i hope that other people's uh families uh that are african-american that they do the same because i my main thing is this i'm always letting them know hey the the right uh to bear arms shall not be infringed um we were too uh hell-bent on getting our voting rights uh uh, civil rights and all of that to where the Second Amendment was so far alone down the line that, you know, it really, you know, most, you got to think, a lot of people don't even know what the Second Amendment is that are of color, you know? And that's a shame because the Second Amendment, you know, is there to protect all other amendments, you know? So, you know, but, you know, I, I, I can only do, I'm only one person I, and, I try to do what I can do, and I try to spread that to all others that are like me to uh, to make sure that hey, you know what, teach your kids. I had a matter of fact, I was talking to a young lady yesterday. She's got a nephew. Nephew is what, 13, 14 years old. She thought that he was too young to be able to learn how to shoot a gun. I'm like, they're never too young. And, I've seen, you know, white kids at the gun range three, four years old learning how to shoot. You know? So, no, they are never too young to learn how to shoot. Put a gun I, I, in the hand. Yeah, I can agree with that, but I also think, because uh, I did a, a episode about this, too, as far as uh, gun safety in the, in the house and cars. Mm-hmm. I feel it, I think it boils down to the type of relationship and connection that you have with your kids, because Right. You know, if your kid is a badass and you teach them how to shoot a firearm, there's a good chance that they might do the whole emotional thing and then go and either invite a friend into the parents' room, and especially if the parents not being responsible and they had a firearm out in the open or underneath the bed or in a sock in a drawer or something. I don't know. There's crazy people out there, so let's be well, real. It, it, it starts off with the parents, so you got to yeah. be a responsible gun owner first, you know, before exactly. you can teach anything, you know, and. You know, so as me as a responsible parent, you know, I'm like, look, but I also got to admit that I didn't start teaching my daughter until she was in her 20s of how to shoot. So I can be, you know, at fault as well 
because when my daughter was in, you know, in grade school, I never thought about teaching her how to shoot a gun. That's the last thing I was thinking about. Matter of fact, it was really the last thing I was thinking about. The only, back in 2009, there was a, an event that prompted me to go ahead and start to, to purchase a firearm. I already knew how to shoot from my military days, but it's amazing. It was um, in the apartment complex I, I lived in, um, there were, um, I guess, break-ins that were happening. And about two o'clock one morning, uh, there was a, uh, a loud thud at my front door. And in my haste to get out to bed and to try to arm myself, you know what I armed myself with? A broom. <laughs> I had a broom. <laughs> you sitting there looking like the lady off of Predator 2. <laughs> exactly. I had a dang old broom. And luckily when I opened up the door, it was a tree that had hit my uh, my door. So I was fine. But at that point, I looked at myself and I had that, that, that moment of clarity. And I'm like, I need to go get a, 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 a firearm. And at that mo moment going forward, you know, and then uh, I found out some good close friends of mine were uh, firearm owners and they had already been to the range. And at that point, man, we started going to the range together and started shooting. And what you know, you know how it is in the industry. Hey, one gun turns into about 20 or 30 guns, you know, <laughs> later. So. You ain't you know, even trying. It's just like they multiply like rabbits. Exactly. So, you know, so that was my uh, aha moment that got me uh, into the Second Amendment. Shoot, my aha moment happened uh, back 2017, uh, 2018. I purchased a Mossberg Maverick. Mm. And uh, it really should have happened long ago before then, like around maybe, I think it was 20, 2010, maybe 2009. Because uh, I was living in an apartment in Riverdale, Georgia, and I don't know why it's so rough out there, but that's how they want it to be. So, okay, cool. Uh, I wasn't complaining because uh, the rent was cheap. It was about 400 something uh, per month with water included. So, hey, cool. Um, but my apartment flooded, and I, it happened on a Sunday. I ended up calling the apartment uh, maintenance, the emergency line. Mm -hmm. So, the person that came to my door, you know, just regular old black dude. I'm looking for some dude wearing, um, you know, at least some some coveralls or a maintenance shirt or whatever. Yeah. Didn't see that. This dude rolled to the door. His T-shirt said 365 and a half pure hustle. And mm. I I happen to have um, it wasn't necessarily an actual katana, but nonetheless, it was it still had a sharp point. And they could definitely stop people if need be. Right. So when I looked through that peephole and I saw that T-shirt, I went and got it real quick and I opened the door. He comes in. I'm like, what's up? He said, yeah, I'm the maintenance man. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and you had a, you had a sword. Uh, a yeah. Sword. <laughs> yeah. And the, the next thing he said was, oh, shit. Because he, as soon as he set foot into the, um, into the apartment, he, the first thing you heard was quick because it had flooded that much. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, but still, you're gonna be maintenance. You gotta look like maintenance. You can't just roll up in a 365 and a half pure hustle T-shirt. Exactly. But yeah, I'm I'm just glad now I finally made a connection because um, 
um, mainly all this COVID stuff and something in the back of my mind told me that people were going to start getting a little bit more crazy. They're going to start acting out a little bit more emotionally. And with the the writing on the wall, I said, let me just make sure I can protect myself and my girlfriend because this, uh, right. this ain't going to get any better anytime soon. So I, from 20, 2017, 2018 until, uh, March 2020, way before the prices shot through the roof, and I could find stuff because uh, one of the skills I, I realized I had was being able to uh, acquire items on the fly, or at least you know get them get them started in the work so I can get them uh, eventually further on down the line, and that's ultimately how I ended up getting uh, most of my firearms because I found different websites, I found. Uh, different places where I go pick them up legal places mind you because mm -hmm. uh, there's a store I've been talking about at the airport where they were trying to import firearms to St. Martin but that's another story oh um, yeah anytime you purchase something out of somebody's trunk it's just not legal so I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't recommend that um but yeah met met up with several different FFLs found certain things that were kind of hard to find got my ammo so on and so forth I was stopped and that was good I was also stocking up just in case um, there's a food shortage like there is kind of right now. And uh, if medication got short as well. So I was just trying to prepare for the worst. So I actually ended up getting a little bit more into the prepper mindset as well. So 2020 was a year of growth for me and a, a year of uh, uh, first experiences, if you will. Right, 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 right. But it, yeah. it needed to be done. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That is true. So, I mean, but you know, we all learn. So, you know, that's that's the key thing that we're, we 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 all learn. And as you know, I tell anybody, hey, everybody had to learn at some was a beginner at some point and had to learn from somebody. So, you know, I try not to put make myself to be the 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 one that knows all when it when it comes to firearms because hey, I'm still trying to learn. Hey, matter of fact. I got a training that I'm doing um, with the uh, uh, the Jedi Master um, in uh, Georgia in February uh, because I actually last year I got to uh, I got my first uh, red dot pistol uh, got that and you know I kind of self-taught myself but I felt that you know what if I'm going to use this as a um, as a weapon uh, of protection or EDC, I'll need to make sure that I'm on, you know, I got all the the knowledge that I need and I want to go to the, the the number one aficionado out there. And then maybe I can go ahead and use what I've learned to go ahead and teach it in my classes as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. And I, I, I Personally, I think I should consider actually traveling to meet up with certain teachers because uh, one of my goals, especially seeing as how I'm, I'm still learning in this sphere, is I would like to become an instructor. But there's certain things and let's just say, quote unquote, fears I got to get over uh, as far as dealing with firearms because uh, the movies have a big impact on you. And I think that's another disconnect that we deal with as well, just in society in general, because uh, I told this before, but uh, Sin City. I don't know if you've seen that movie before. Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, so it was it's based on a comic book by Frank Miller, and 
Uh, there was a scene where a guy was being chased down, like a crooked cop was being chased down because he did something to this one dude's girlfriend. And um, there was a, a group of assassins with a dude that was chasing him down. So there's one uh, female assassin, actually they were all female, but she was like kind of Asian influenced, right? So she threw this little dart or a pipe or something to the crooked police officer's firearm. And the guy that was chasing him down said, don't shoot. It's going to uh, it's going to misfire. It's going to blow back at you. The dude was like, yeah, whatever. So he shoots the firearm and the slide pops off with it goes towards his head. It pops off the gun and flies backwards and impales dude in the skull. So, yeah, that I I know that I doubt that can happen. But still, that's one of the things that is kind of in the back of my mind when I'm shooting my my, uh, pistols, because I'm thinking to myself, definitely make sure it's clean because you don't want to pop it into your forehead. But I doubt that can happen. Right. 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 Uh, well, you, know, you never know. <laughs> I wouldn't want to try it. <laughs> I don't want to find out. I mean, I just, movies, man, you know. 